Let's talk about Concrete Cowboy. This is a new modern Western drama, coming of age drama, directed by Ricky Staub. And uh, he co-wrote the film with Dan Walser. And it's actually based on a novel. I didn't know this going into the movie. It's called Ghetto Cowboy. It's by Greg Neri. And I also didn't know this going into the film that it is a fictionalization of a real thing in Philadelphia where they have this thing called the Fletcher Street Urban Riding Club. It's a real thing. In the middle of the city, there is an urban horse riding culture in Philadelphia. And I genuinely had no idea about this. It is predominantly African-American, and it's been a long, long, long running thing, a long legacy in this community. And what's interesting to me is like, if this movie was all of that, I think this movie would be brilliant. There, there was a point yeah. where I was thinking that's what it was going to be. I was like, oh my gosh, this is the last black man in San Francisco, but you know, for Philadelphia, because it touches on like development and gentrification and things like that. Mm -hmm. Then no, <laughs> that's not what this movie is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Will, what is, what is Concrete Cowboy about and who is in it? Oh man. Uh, relying on me, the guy who saw this movie, uh, what, like six or eight months ago? <laughs> oh, that's ago? true. I, um, I, I could do the, I could do the overview if you want. Yeah, if, if you don't mind, yeah, my my memory of it is a bit fleeting at this point. All right, all right. So uh, I'll I'll touch on it then. Okay, so this movie stars Idris Elba and uh, Caleb McLaughlin. They're the two main guys, and the movie actually starts in Detroit. And we have this guy, and you might remember you might remember Caleb McLaughlin from Stranger Things. He's getting a little bit older now, though. He's uh, I think he's almost like twenty years old now, and so his he's not the kid from Stranger Things, basically. He's the man from Stranger Things. That's now. right, exactly. Yeah. I'm really happy to see him, by the way, in a movie like this. I've always kind of felt like that character is a little bit underwritten. Like, they've tried to do more stuff with him in the third season of that show, but I don't know. I just always feel like he has to play, like, the, you know, the second hat to other characters when I think that he is really interesting in the context of this kind of Spielbergian. Anyway, I, Stranger Things con conversation for another day. But uh, anyway, so Caleb Glock I didn't even think about... Uh... So this is coming out the same weekend as Godzilla versus Kong, which is uh, Millie Bobby Brown's thing. Yeah, I didn't even I did think, think about, about that, that until now. Yeah, yeah, two big, two big movies for them, right? Whereas like Millie Bobby yeah. Brown, she has been like in films, like she's bit, she's had a bit of more of a high profile uh, in Hollywood over the last few years. It looks like Caleb McLaughlin, though, this is kind of representing a different kind of path for him. He's kind of taken a path of like doing these more character studies, which is very exciting because I think that he is an extremely good actor. And I think this movie solidifies that, even though I don't think this film fully utilizes his talents. I, I guess I, I shouldn't say that. Yeah. It does and it doesn't, but we'll get into that. So his whole deal is that sure. he's an angsty teenager. He's got to learn a few lessons. You've seen oh, this freaking movie so many times where he breaks rules, An right? An angsty teenager. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. He's just, but that's wow. the thing. He's one summer away. All that one summer and a bond with a horse. And he is going to be a totally, he's going to be a changed man. And that is this movie. It's the typical coming yep. of age thing where he goes to a new place, meets a bunch of colorful characters gets into some trouble, learns lessons the hard way, but a bond with a oh, horse wow. is going to fix it all. Yeah. Oh man. Who could who could have guessed it? I I will say though, like this movie for all of its tropes and all its, all of its sort of like uh reliance on it, like it's not confident, I think in its historical legacy stuff. 
which feels more of like a backdrop instead of the focus. And I think that is a shame. It's like, it's trying to squeeze in this other narrative about like, if kids had horses, they wouldn't be selling drugs. Uh, there's this whole thing with Jarell Jerome from when they see us, wonderful actor, uh, terrific actor. And I'm really happy to see him here. Like he really pulls off this sort of like swarmy, but lovable kind of guy who you know is, you know that uh, some bad stuff's gonna happen to him uh, at some point and in some way because he used to be part of this horse riding culture. He's kind of broken away from it because he, he has bigger aspirations. He has a connection with our main character, Cole, played by McLaughlin. And I think what I struggle with with this movie, because this movie has like a tug of war where he's like, okay, I could hang out with my best friend, Smush, played by Jerome, who is offering me uh, you know, like a future, like he's offering me something, like he's offering a way for me to like get something out of this new town. Whereas the first few interactions he has with his dad played by Idris Elba, his estranged father, it's child abuse, right? Like, am I going too far by saying that? I said that in my review. It really does come uh, off as child abuse. I don't know if, I mean, that's a gray area. I don't know if I feel comfortable going into. But the fact that it even is a gray area, because like he has to share a living room with a live horse, sleep on a couch, and his dad isn't providing him food. He's not, it doesn't look like he's providing him water and anything sanitary. Like this is a terrible, terrible environment. So the movie constantly is being like, but this is where you should be right now. And I, this is the part of the movie where I'm like, what the heck? Like, what? I don't know. I just, it really rubbed me the wrong way, honestly. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong. I just, I don't know if I, I would come out of the gate that strongly about his uh, behavior. So I'm going to, I'm going to sit this one out. <laughs> that, that, that argument. Fair out. enough. Fair enough. Uh, but I, I should say at the same time, Idris Elba dresses up like a cowboy and we know Idris Elba is a great actor, right? And like yes. mm -hmm. all it really takes for Idris Elba to sort of like, he has this, he has enough star power so that like for me to be entertained by him in a movie, him dressing yeah. up like a cowboy that gets us like, gaze. oh my gosh, it's, a, I'm an easy mm -hmm. sell on that for yeah. sure. <laughs> and I like his character in this yeah. movie a lot. Actually. Who isn't? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I would say. So. I agree. I mean, well, you, you called him a child abuser, but sure. Well, um, that's the thing. It's uh, like, you don't need that stuff. Get rid of that. <laughs> like at least make him like the bare minimum of like providing for his, like giving the kid food. I know, I know, I know. Sure. That's all. But anyway, as far as this movie goes though, on its own terms, Will, you did, I remember you didn't talk about this movie much post TIFF. Like, I remember you talked about other things a lot more. Yeah. Like, so what did you, what did sure. you think of Concrete Cowboy when you first saw it? And how does it hold up for you? I know you didn't rewatch it, but yeah. Right. Um, I mean, I don't think it's incidental that I didn't really talk about much because I felt it landed somewhere in the middle, probably like kind of lower to like the third, like, like, a, it wasn't a movie I disliked per se, but it was one that I felt was kind of on the edge between like a decent film and just an okay one. Like it's, I, I think I'm a little bit more positive than you are just based on how you're talking about the film right now. And that like, I do agree with you that in the beginning when it was starting out, I was just like, oh man. Like, this isn't really doing much that I haven't seen before outside of, like, a kind of quirky premise. Like, when I uh, started the movie, because, like I said, I didn't know anything about it going in. I saw a concrete cowboy and a picture of Idris Elba on a horse. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be the Western that we were robbed with Dark Tower. Like, this is the Idris Elba is in a Western in, like, a traditional Western kind of movie that I wanted to see. And that's not exactly what this is. But I think, yeah, I mean, I think 
when the story is starting out and it's like kind of laying the pieces into place, it's it's not really doing much you haven't seen before. Like you said, it it is falling into formula. It, it is kind of feeling like a little by the numbers. Um, I do think in the middle though, it, it kind of figures out its formula in a way that like I remember there was like a big like horse racing scene halfway through that was just like okay this i'm kind of into this now because it's like it has like a zippy style to it like there's a lot of um realism in terms of like how it's photographed and stuff like that there's an authenticity to creating the environments and stuff like that and and i felt like the writing of it was pretty concise and it was also able to communicate with a lot with these characters without like over explaining things and stuff like that and by and large i think I end up feeling like it was a decent film. I think it's also trying to do a little bit too much by the second half. Like, they introduce a few extra characters I don't really think fit into the film too well. Like, they kind of, yeah, they they come into the film kind of awkwardly, and I I feel like they kind of take away from what I was enjoying about, like, the the midsection of the film. But I will say, similar to you, I remember when I saw the end of the film and they they introduced the fact that this is, like, a kind of real story in, in that, like, this is a real place and this is something that's actually happening in Philadelphia. I remember thinking like, well, why don't we just see the documentary about this? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's the more interesting story. Like I, I no offense to like the cast or Aegis Elba or anything. Like, I it's think it's a worthwhile fault. story to tell obviously, but yeah, I mean, I just think that like by having this kind of contrived by a number of story, you're taking away from what's I think really interesting and what's real about this. And the story I think that would have been more interesting to explore and tell, which is the the real story that they show at the end of the film. And I think there is a communal vibe to that at the end that I found really charming when they like see the like actors and the real people kind of interacting and having fun. I thought like, you know, that's nice. I enjoy that. But at the same time, I just felt like I'd rather just I would rather interact with the real people and kind of get their story and their perspective in the end of this. Like I said, I think the movie we got is fine, and, and I, I don't think it, it does too much wrong. I just didn't find it that remarkable in the end of at the end of the day, compared to like all the other festival titles that it made much of an impression. Yeah, I actually agree with almost every single thing you said. We're actually not far off. I, I just wanted to start off a little bit more negative to give context, you know, for what I think this movie really comes down to, which I think you're exactly right. It's like it's it's a decent coming of age thing. I think that it's executed competently and sometimes they, they do it really well. I mean, this movie, like you said, like I think this environment feels alive. Like I feel like there is a sense of place here that's not easy to pull off and you can really tell like Ricky Staub made this from the heart. You know, this guy, you can tell that like he's from the area that he went into it wanting to like bring awareness to this place. The problem is I just think that he took like a sort of boring tropey story he elevated it a little bit to his credit i mean and and i think these performers really do i think elba and mclaughlin and jerome particularly just really bring something to it that it doesn't deserve and yeah the the we find out at the end of the movie that a lot of these actors that we're seeing in, in these stables are like you said like the real people who work there and live there and that does come through you you do sort of feel like that their heart their hearts are in it too and if it does have that sort of like be kind rewind like let's get together and you know make a movie you know kind of mentality that i really find charming and i find heartwarming and i think that's where this movie is at its best it's just such a mixed bag that i end up being more disappointed despite the film not technically being that bad you know i i wrote my review for awards watch 
And uh, literally, like, I gave it the grade and everything, and and my editor there was like, so is this fresh on Rotten Tomatoes or is it negative? Because he, he really couldn't make heads or tails out of where I ultimately landed. And I was like, you know what? I think this is a fresh because I do think that most people who watch it are going to get something out of it. Even though I'm pretty disappointed right now, I can't say that I'm upset that I saw it or that there's nothing in it that's valuable or worth checking out. And I think it, it genuinely does come down to they executed it just fine. I just think that the ideas that were inserted into the script were just flawed from the get-go. Like the, the premise of it was just a little bit like they, they should, I wish that they had done a little bit more work to refine the story down into something a bit more cohesive because this could have gone from being just sort of like a forgettable, but moderately enjoyable film about this way of life into being something more invaluable and more buzzy, like another Nomadland kind of thing. Uh, even though I don't love Nomadland or anything, I do think that movie does bring a lot more to the table uh, by comparison, even though I think that like this film has more than enough potential to completely outshine a lot of the films we saw this award season. So yeah, that's, that's where I stand on Concrete Cowboy. I definitely don't hate it. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, I saw a lot of movies at TIFF that I like. So when I say it's in the lower quadrant, that's not really a diss on the film per se. I just think that because a lot of the films I saw there were significantly better for a number of reasons, uh, the fact that this was just a kind of decent one didn't make it stand out in the pack. Right. I think like if, if I had seen this at like South by Southwest, it might have even been in my top 10. I don't even know, uh, <laughs> just funny. compared to like what we saw there. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. Like you said, it's like it, there's a lot here that's frustrating because like the stuff that works is good or even great. That's like the stuff that holds it back by being kind of plain or kind of by the numbers or derivative or something like that. Just that makes it a little bit more annoying because it's like, oh, man, like if you just kind of figured out a unique approach to this thing or maybe like kind of focus story a little bit more or something like that, this could have been like a pretty darn good movie but as it is i think it's it's fine like it's, yeah. i don't dislike it like i said like i i think there's stuff in it that's annoying and stuff that could have been better and like i said i think this the the better story is uh not fully explored here but in the end i i did find the story between the father and the son while not original to be uh fairly engaging and uh, even kind of sweet at the end so um yeah i mean i think for that reason i'll give it like a low but admirable b minus i'm i'm an extremely high c plus like it's the highest C plus you can have, but still it still make it kind of like a soft, soft, soft recommend. Like I really don't think people need to rush out and see this. Yeah, There's it's no urgency. To it's it, on Netflix. Though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can just check it out on Netflix. It's a pretty easy, accessible watch. Uh, I think it's probably the best place to put it. I, I didn't even realize until a month or so ago that Netflix picked it up, but when they did, I was like, ah, eh, you know, that makes sense. Yeah, and it's not that long either. It's just under two hours, 111 minutes. So you can you can knock it out if you have a, an interest in it. And I, and I hope, like to your point, I mean, I hope they actually do a documentary about this because if, if you did a documentary about this and did it really well, man, you would have such a great story here. You would really have something that I think would take people off guard a little bit more. But alas, this is the movie we got and it is something. Thank you so much for listening to our show. Be sure to subscribe to Cinemaholics on your favorite podcast app of choice or find us on YouTube. See you all next time.